Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, and you're listening to Stan, Rowe, and Camus on the SGP podcast. Shut up, Camus. Are you ready? Corn on the beat. You're listening to the SGP podcast. Welcome to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP podcast. Stan C. Romaran and Chino Liao sounding the best we've ever hey. had. Oh my god! In I quite hear, a while, I can hear yeah. myself clearly. The quality is night and day. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, uh, we haven't sounded this crisp, frankly, since we left Mellow at the end of 2016. Mm, three years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been, been three years. Three years. Oh my since god. we actually recorded in a proper studio, so we're back in a studio in the heart of Ortiga Center. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, by the time you hear this episode, you will probably already have seen a video. I'm uploading uh, via the smart uh, the the podcast account. Yeah, uh, so there's that, and the reason for this is we have gotten in touch with some lovely people who are more than happy, more than willing, and more than keen to get the podcast and give us a push, give us a rocket strap, mm, rocket strapped. Yeah. So are, are are we are we telling the people who we've gotten in touch with? Yes, because uh, we owe it to them. Yeah, uh, uh, we're yeah, actually we're dropping in... this news now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not drop this week. All right, so we have two news two bits of news to drop. All right, to say, okay. okay. Let's start with number one. Number one is that we have signed a contract with our friends at Podcast Network Asia. A and Podcast Network Asia is going to be helping the podcast in terms of production, post prod. Uh, promotions, analytics, and all that other technical stuff. Basically, you mind the kaya. Well, things, no, these are things we've been actually. No, doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But then it, it always, uh, it's always nicer to have other people do it for us, you know, to help us out. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Um, special shout out to my good friend Ryan Cardenas. He is someone I worked with as far back as the Mellow days. He was one of our proteges. He's since gone on to have a time slot on Like FM. Then after that. Uh, after that stint, he's now here at Podcast Asia, and he's actually the guy uh, manning everything production-wise right now. So he's kind of yes. like our heel producer, Jim. Yeah, 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 so Ryan is our heel producer, Jim. <laughs> Ryan can chime in whenever he wants. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so there. That is uh, the um, the first bit of news. The second bit of news we'll probably save for the end. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, that, that's the most exciting news I like to to drop. Yeah. Uh, just to be clear, this isn't about the guests, right? No. No, 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 no. Okay. Let me tell you a bit. Let me tease you. Uh, let me give you more reasons and let me tease you uh, for our future episodes. Next week, we've already booked our guest and he is none other 
than the beautiful one. Hey. Former campion ng Pilipinas, beautiful Billy Suede. He will be our first guest at the new studio. He's finally back as well. Uh, I know you guys have missed him. We have missed him as well. Yeah. Uh, he has... I've never met him, so... Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, now you will. You'll yeah. find out the, yes, the, yeah. the charm and the wit of the beautiful one. Yeah, you'll, you'll find out why we love him so much, why I drove all the way from Las Piñas to fucking <laughs> see him and have dinner and drinks uh, after PWR Live Beautiful. Speaking of PWR Live Beautiful, that is one of our agenda for today. Chino is here to review the show. Hey, that's right. Yeah, he's got some that's thoughts right. about that. And um, it, it was a very action-packed weekend. But we, we kept saying this on Smart Henry. Now, it was the most wrestling-filled weekend uh, that we could ask for. When they say never miss a show, this was your opportunity to never miss a single show. Because you had three of them going on. Back to back to back. Back to back to back over the weekend. Yeah, so um, the biggest one obviously was Friday, WWE in Manila. You had the SmackDown crew roll in, headlined by Kofi Kingston, the WWE champion, and Daniel Bryan. And I think all of us have our own little stories about WWE Manila. No, let's start with Chino because we sent his ass to... Uh, yeah, me and Camus, who is still reeling from his encounter with Sami Zayn. Yeah, oh, you can imagine how much, um, how much is, he bodily was, fluids he yes. lost. Has anyone seen new stories he, there right after he that? He jizzed so hard he's been out for no, two days. No, he didn't even jizz. He cried his ass out. Oh, he cried <laughs> he, from both ends. He jizzed and cried his ass out. <laughs> he he, he cried he, while jizzing. Yes. <laughs> so Andy Samberg. He oh. was so incapacitated. <laughs> From meeting his hero that he has not been seen over the weekend. That's <laughs> pretty how much we, like El Generico. Oh yeah, pretty much, right? Speaking of El Generico, you met Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens. Yes, we did meet Kevin Owens and Ali. Well, we didn't meet in person. But you were in like, the same room. We were in the same room. We got to breathe the same air, yeah. essentially. And we got to talk we got to talking to them about their life as WWE superstars, you know. Uh, both in and out of the ring. I got to ask them a few questions. Mm-hmm. Ali, particularly about his faith yeah. and about his representation. And his answer, which you will see in a future episode of the pod, was actually one of the most inspiring things I've ever heard. I think I got to uh, read an excerpt of that from Migs Liada's coverage on smartkenny.ph. So he did um, take the biggest sound bites from the, from the actual press conference. Um, what were the highlights for you, aside from Ali's answer regarding his Muslim faith? Yeah, and um, a, lot of, a lot of questions were asked of Kevin Owens' uh, status in the WWE. Storyline-wise, we know that he's no longer a SmackDown superstar, but we we also know that he's soon Shane McMahon, so questions were asked on where he would end up in the future, which brand, he remained bum about it, of course, as is normal. I feel like the biggest thing, you know, is to see how professionally they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in in the face of what? In the face of a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> yeah, so there was I one mean, particularly stupid question and I was like, this you, guy did not even deserve the media pass. You were burying the, yes. the opponents right okay, now. Okay, <laughs> here, here's, here's how it went down. <sighs> a guy from a non-wrestling affiliated media outlet, sure, okay? Sure. A mainstream media outlet raises his hand and asks Kevin Owens, who was in a Special Olympics shirt, if he was a Special Olympics athlete. <laughs> We're allowed to cuss, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Journalistic integrity right there, folks. Journalistic. What, what, what did Kevin Owens say? Kevin Owens, you know, more normal people would actually be insulted by the question. Okay, right? let's not the, use the word normal. Let's use um, people who don't have special yeah, needs. Yeah, okay. People, <laughs> okay, you took it there, Stan, but fine. <laughs> 
people without any disabilities would actually feel insulted. Take by, offense, man. They would diba? be the wrong way. Diba? Yeah, they would take that the wrong way. But Kevin Owens actually carried it uh, in such a way that he just brushed the question off. Right. He answered without answering the actual question. He redirected his answer to saying how inspirational the Special Olympics were. Total how, baby face move. Yes, a total baby face move. Very good corporate training on their end. Oh, that's that's Even when the guy repeated the question to him. <laughs> he did? He did. He reconfirmed. So Unbelievable. So the reporter... How dare you. So the reporter was like, uh, sorry again, Kevin, what event did you play? <laughs> In the middle of answering his question. And Kevin was just the calmest, the most perfect example on how to carry yourself in such a media interview. And this game. is a man who was, I know, who, was, who was once not had a filter on Twitter. Yes. He was, it was so good to see how professional and how charming he remained even hindi after alam, such a question. I don't know if it's a snarky reporter or if it's a joke. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't God, it, you know the rule. Uh, I mean, forgot what the law was, but if you can ascribe it to stupidity uh, instead of malice, it's probably stupidity. Also, <sighs> oh, you know what? No, I, I'm not. I'm not ready to make that kind of joke here. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then don't. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna rein myself. Guys, back in. Uh, day one, tayo, tayo and day two. Sorry, Camus. You don't get to make it to day yeah. two. Sorry. <laughs> No, okay. So um, I, I just got to say this. Um, I love the folks at Centaur Marketing. They're the fine people. No, they are awesome. Who, who yeah. pulled this in. Yeah, who helped yeah. us. Shout out to Mikers. Yeah, uh, shout out to uh, Mikers Litton for helping us um, get into that media room, both for, getting for the podcast <laughs> yes. and for the, the website. Uh, but yeah, I, I do hope that um, these people who don't know any better can be vetted out in, in the future because um, it's insulting to the business, number one. It, exactly. It's very... It's all, even though... You, it, you don't have to know a lot about wrestling to attend a, media, a wrestling media day. That's true. Okay? You just have to learn enough to, know, to not sound stupid. Yeah, pangalawa, respect the people. Yes. Napaka-bastos nung tanong na, hey, you're wearing a Special Olympic shirt, so our, are you a special athlete? Our friend of the podcast, Kel Fabi, asked me if uh, Ricky Lowe was there. No, he was not. <laughs> he was not but the guy, did a, the guy did a Ricky Lowe job, so you don't need him there. <laughs> Sobrang bad trip. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, were there any highlights worth talking about? Any others? No, that's about it. Well, besides Camus me, meeting Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah, yeah please, Anna. Besides, I wasn't there, so oh, I right, can't right, really right. tell the story. Uh, I, yeah, you left early, I so left you weren't early, able to. which was my mistake. Yeah. Because a few minutes later, as everybody was just filing out and hanging out, um, our good friend, Hapacheco, actually actually ran into a few of them. Bailey, he had a picture with Bailey. Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston. Big E. Yeah. Uh, I did see Big E in person, though. Didn't get to ask for a photo, but he when they say Big E, man, he is really... Big, huge, yeah, he's yeah. huge. He's a, he's a huge jack guy, which makes his athletic um, ability all the more impressive. Um, let me jump off from Big E and give another shout out to two people. To uh, first of all, Mike Yap, and next to Boyet, uh, who were both wearing MSG shirts at freaking hey. ringside at WWE in Manila. Hey. And when I say Boyet, you know who I'm talking about the number one draft pick, surefire Hall of Famer. Uh, Blue chipper prospect Boyet uh, was there taking a photo with Big E, and it was actually immortalized on WWE.com. And Mike Yap from Manila concert scene, so they were repping MSG pretty hard at the show. Uh, so yeah, uh, shout out to them. Shout out to all the fans who went also up and your said boys, hi. your boys Balibagan, they were also there. 
Yeah, well, pretty much everyone from the wrestling community <laughs> who could afford a ticket yeah. or who had access to a ticket well, was there. I've seen people who haven't who I haven't seen in a long time true, show true. up for a WWE show. I actually saw our good friend Ruthless Miguel Rosales, who's back in me the country. Too, me too. Yeah, so I ran into him as I was on my way out with my dad. So I got to introduce him to my dad. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, welcome back to uh, to Mix, by the way. Um, so yeah. also, yeah, special shout out to. Uh, Tetsuo Tim, who was a who was one of your young boys and actually one of the avid listeners to this spot. I've been seeing him all over, especially during uh, WWE Live in Manila. Let's talk about WWE in Manila because um, I didn't get to see the entire show, but I had quite the story myself. So uh, the reason why I was out pretty much the entire weekend and why I wasn't at PWR Live Beautiful is... It's because you ate Chopao that is bad for you. Aside from that, um, aside from that, I actually got booked by Disney, uh, Southeast Asia. We got I, bought out by the mouse. Yes, by the mouse. I got bought out by the mouse. I sold my soul to the mouse. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I love working with Disney. Um, they're one of my repeat clients. No, they're one of my repeat clients for good reason. Um, we 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 did an event with Baymax at Evia in Las Piñas. So uh, there was a meet and greet, and I did like five runs a day for three days straight, and that's incredibly tiring and strenuous on your voice uh, because you're dealing with kids. So your energy level mo talagang dapat na pakataas. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so I I came from there uh, from Evia Las Pinas after the very last run on Friday, which, which is technically near Cavite, right? Yeah. It's all the way at the end, at the very end of MCX. Of- of Las Piñas. Yes, so nasa tabi na siya ng Bacoor. Yes. So isipin niyo pinanggalingan ko, ah, 7.20, nagpaalam ako sa mga taga-Disney. I got in my car, sped through the skyway without breaking the speed limit, made my way down to EDSA, Tra- traffic, malamang Friday night, umuulan, di ba? Mm-hmm. Sabi ko, baka umapat pa ako ng Paragon, doon ako magpapark, take the bus or take the train. No, dude, by 8, my dad is texting me, first match, Owens versus Andrade. Mm-hmm. Taka na, my heart sank. I was like, you know what, fuck it, let me get off the nearest exit, which was Ayala. Went to Glorieta, parked my car, ran from Glorieta basement parking to SM Makati, squeezed myself into an MRT full of people. And, you, you love this part, I managed to get a seat. Mm-hmm. Na-timingan wow, Friday ko. Night. Wow. Na-timingan Friday ko. Night. Yeah. I mean, well, puno siya, pero na-timingan ko, may tumayo, sabi, upo ako agad. <laughs> okay, okay. Sat there, got to Araneta, which it was a very slow train ride, right? Yep, yep. Made it to Araneta, ran, made it in time for intermission. So there, that was my story. Um, there was another guy uh, who's a local fan. Uh, his name is Boy Wonder, who greeted me at the turnstile. And he was so excited to meet me. And I uh, Bud, can you just let me cross the turnstile first? Because like, I kind of want to get in the venue and take a piss. So you know, he was super excited and all that. Um, you know, the wrestling fans, they've, they've all come out in droves. Just the night before, I was hosting a wedding naman. And um, you know how when you host... Or when you talk, you you mga wrestling references mo nandun na siya in your speech because yes. you just bring them out all the time. So without even thinking about it, nung wine ceremony, nung wedding, I was like, you know, you know, life's always better with a little bit of the bubbly. So I, I bust that out, and someone from the audience actually liked it. There were a couple people who were like uh, over dinner. They were like, hey, I got that Chris Jericho AEW reference. Mm-hmm. So that was pre- that was pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. So um and and uh, during the Disney event, I would bust out. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Just to hype up the kids. Did you tell them to suck it? No, no. no. <laughs> of course not. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, pa punta eh. No, make no, him a registered dude. sex offender. Yeah. Also, are you ready does not directly lead to let's uh, let's get ready to suck it. Ibang spiel yun. So there, that, uh, that was my um, that, that was my 
uh, wrestling weekend. Ikaro, any special highlights from your WWE Manila weekend? No, uh, I mean, I was sitting with the Smart Henry guys, and then Lance Tan Ong, our resident uh, bread hater, it was going apeshit for Roman Reigns. I don't know if uh, if you ever seen his video in which he is going crazy for Roman Reigns, but he did not stop <laughs> until the very end. But that's about it. Um, like you, like you guys, I saw a bunch of people that I did not I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, uh, it's obviously a good way to bring everyone together. Also, a lot of the PWR wrestlers were mm-hmm. at yes, the yes. show. Yeah, JDL was uh, at the show looking for our truth. Uh, good, good way to generate content for any any page, right? Oh, to be uh, fair, pinansitsya ni Artur. Oh, pinansitsya ni Artur. And Drake Maverick. Yeah. And Ken Warren didn't hold our truth down for his partner. So good job, Ken Warren, for being a uh, upstanding partner there. <laughs> uh, shout out, by the way, to all the PWR guys as well, both the boot campers and the main roster people who uh, uh, gave out flyers at the venue. Yeah, I, yeah, a lot of flyers were given out. Yes, yes. Yeah, so um, a, a quick backstory there. Uh, Red Oliera and I actually watched WWE in Singapore in 2015. And we noticed the SPW guys giving out flyers right after the show. So that was my first exposure to SPW. Like, I didn't know Sina Andrew Tang, Sina Trexus at the time. Um, and I just saw that guerrilla marketing strategy. Talked to Red about it. And in the following year, when WWE came, we were like, let's do this. And three years later, inulit natin yung, yung strategy. And um, it, it, um, I'd like to think that it kind of raised a bit of awareness for PWR Live Homecoming, which is on October 12. Tickets are available, by the way, at TicketToMe.net. So go ahead and get your tickets right there. Um, we do hope that we were able to get a little bit of the market that WWE has among the mainstream fans. Mm, yeah, that's true. Um, I, th- I think there were some guys who did pick up on it and were interested. Sana naman, the, at least the name recognition of TJP would have been enough. For the whole thing to, to, to get them to go to Homecoming as well What yeah. did you guys think Of the actual show though? Um, well I was only there For half of it But the yeah. three matches That I caught Were pretty fun mm-hmm. um, it, it was Bailey Charlotte In a street fight Then New Day Versus The Revival Which I really enjoyed I was telling my dad Because my dad Had no idea Who Dash and Dawson were mm-hmm. I was like You better watch For these guys Because they're And it wasn't The galing that I was expecting na Very technical Cut the ring in half oh, no, 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 no. Smash mouth wrestling Type of shit But it, it, it was a different Kind of galing In the way that They engaged the crowd Yes I have actually Had the opportunity To watch The Revival In a previous um, live show in the US they were, they were doing a live show for NXT back then um, in Las Vegas in a much smaller arena um, this was about 300 seaters maybe at the very most and only a handful of people showed up because it was a smaller promotion in NXT but the way Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson engaged the crowd how they would heckle them and they would heckle back it was just though know, it was Excellent crowd work on their part. It kept you engaged without having to rely so much on the wrestling. To be honest with you, they didn't actually need the crowd work because uh, if you were there at the very beginning, uh, from the moment um, Andrade came out for the first match, uh, the crowd was in the wrestlers' palms. Uh, They didn't need to do anything at all to get the crowd going. And it was so crazy because some people will tell you that uh, before the show, it, there wasn't much hype because, you know, it's SmackDown. Tapos, yeah, there weren't uh, any big, big names. names weren't, uh, Did you count it to Roman or Daniel no, Bryan? No, no, no. no. Uh, you, you'll hear now, okay, like, where are the guys? Ga- Roman, the- yeah. A lot of people were saying Roman Reigns was the only big name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, to be part of the show. Mm, the people, which is, yes, sure. I understand Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan, but not re- not a lot of people really know who he is yeah, I'm sure in this were, current state of the WWE. I'm sure people were looking for guys like Chris Jericho John Cena. or Randy Orton. Uh, you know, the biggest names on the on the roster talaga. But even then, without those guys, uh, the whole the, the entire crowd was hot from the get-go. And I was amazed because... Uh, if you were uh, if you were there for the first match, Kevin Owens and Andrade did spent like the first couple of minutes doing nothing and pandering to the crowd. Uh, they were just hyping the crowd up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't even they didn't they didn't even start in a in a tie up or anything. Talagang, and it took a while for them to yeah, yeah. get the match started. Yeah, and uh, despite that, everyone was still hot. Compare that, uh, I guess, if you if you if if you see that at a local show, you might not get the same reaction. Yeah, so um, I I just had a lot of fun being there. Uh, mm. to, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, the smarky side, I kind of turned it off mm. and just enjoyed the experience. And it helped. I was with my dad, who is by no means a smart. But I will say this, though. I will say this, and I'm gonna pimp uh, the local scene a little bit. Uh, even though one the lo- the the wrestlers of the local scene aren't as experienced as the guys in the WWE, of course, because they've had years and years of experience under their belts, and uh, even though uh, we are nowhere near them in skill, uh, I think you get a lot more for your money when you watch uh, PWR, even MWF, uh, everyone who is doing or busting their ass in the Philippines just to try to bring wrestling to, the, to our home country. Well, I don't know about you, but my tickets were free. So. Yeah, I know. You, you freaking, freaking cheapskate. So sh- shout out to Centaur Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's value for money right yeah, there. Yeah, it's value for money. It's a But uh, to me, I just felt like, okay, I spent I spent money unlike Chino because Chino was uh, smart enough to wait for free tickets. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I wasn't sure if I was going to yeah, make it to the show. Sure. So yeah, I but you were about to spend. Yeah, though. I was about to buy uh, tickets. So I, it, it was fortunate enough for myself and Camus. Uh, we were fortunate, fortunate enough to be part of the media day. So yeah. wanna, just let it not be said that Chino is not estafador levels of cheap. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. yeah. Also, your family has money. Yes. Actual money. But let it, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you are a wrestling fan and you really want wrestling... Uh, you want to watch wrestling live, but you know you're you're sad that the WWE doesn't come every year. Please do give uh, your local promotions a chance because they are busting their butts month in and month out just to uh, put on a show that's worth watching. And I, I'm going to tell you, there is a lot more action you can see in full right in front of you when you go to that when you go to such a show than when you just saw at WWE Manila. You know, a great example would be PWR Homecoming, which is again on October 12, 7 p.m. at the ABS-CBN Virtus Tent. Get your tickets now. Um, one last bit on WWE Manila was how surprising it was to see certain people there, especially mga high-profile celebrities like I had Jimmy Alapag in my row. Jimmy Alapag and his kids yeah, yeah. and his driver were basically right next to me. Um, right behind me was our uh, friend of the podcast, Joaquin Mendoza of Pinoy Big Brother frame, uh, fame. And among his group of friends na hindi niya pinakilala sa akin was a certain former senator who was wearing a Bullet Club shirt, not rocking his, uh, his signature glasses, and sporting a porn stash. 
Wow, pornstash talaga. Hindi man ng goatee. Wait, no, 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 it was a mustache. No, but it, um, the, the senator in question, or the former senator in question was former Senator Bama Kino, who I'm uh, actually a fan See, now of. we're difficult to get him on the show because he said his no, name. No, I mean, I, I took his... We still his, had an out, Stan. <laughs> I took his picture without even knowing it. So like, uh, I, I would have had a total mark-out moment. But I'm so pagod na ako from the day. I just wanted to get in the car with my dad and go back to my car in Makati. And in Waki, they were taking a picture. And my dad was like, oh, hey, go take their picture. And then as we were walking out, my dad was like, feel ko si Bama Kino yun. I'm like, come on, dad. Don't, don't be ridiculous. It's not Bama Kino. And then, and then I, I look at social media. And Waki no, no. Mendoza tags Bama Kino. Okay. I thought you found out in one of our chats. Yes, that too. <laughs> And I fucking lost my shit. I was like, what the fuck? Bamakino is right behind me. So yeah, um, if, if there's anybody who's connected directly to uh, the good former senator, please uh, do let him know that we, uh, I'm a fan and I would love to have him here on the podcast. And we apologize for Chino Leo. Yeah, we apologize for Chino Leo's off-color joke. Yeah, you had an out. No. No, there was no, no, there was no way out of that off-color no, and totally an inappropriate joke. You said the name. No, you now sick fuck. Now, we, now it's done. <laughs> Jeez. All right, uh, well, there's, there's more to talk about. fan. WWE. No, hard pass. That. Hard that. pass. <laughs> All right, um, we're, we're going to give Chino a bit of time to um, compose himself and try to be a little bit more appropriate because in just a few seconds, we're going to be recording our review of PWR Live Beautiful. And it's going to be right here on the freshly and crisp, uh, freshly crisp sounding SGP podcast. What's up, guys? This is uh, Mr. Athletic Jeff Cobb. And you're listening to the SGP Podcast. It's time for us to review PWR Live Beautiful, which took place last Sunday, September 22 at Shaw 500. So, Chino, let's talk about the venue because I think that's an elephant in the room we cannot ignore. Can we talk about the expectations that I have first? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, I, my elephant, did you mean me first no. of all? Or? No, dude. Okay. Come on. <laughs> A different elephant this time. Okay. Oh, so, I... Um, had expectations coming into the show, mm-hmm. particularly because it takes place before uh, PWR Homecoming. So basically, go home shows. Yes, huh? exactly. And we know how all these go home shows uh, proceed, right? They always either fold it in or do a really good job. Okay. But it's never middle ground. Really? You know? okay. I, that's how I feel. That's new to me. That's, that's how I feel. Are you referring to PWR Lang or WWE no, and WWE, other promotions then? WWE as a product has that reputation of having, you know, sem- lackluster go-home shows. Okay. Okay. Like, like, you can miss the Raw before a main pay-per-view or any pay-per-view for that matter. Yeah. And still get everything that's happening in the pay-per-view. You know, it, they, it, isn't, as, um, it isn't as catalyzing as you want it to be. Yeah, for example, you know. So I wanted to know how PWR is going to react, especially after this, uh, especially before rather this big show that's happening on October twelfth. So that's that's the one curiosity, which leads me into talking about um, the venue, uh, five hundred Shaw, not the most ideal place for. Oh, basically anything. Far from it, son. Basically, you can be frank, Chino. This is, I think this is one aspect that you can okay. be pretty brutal. You know, even, I mean, it's not ideal for a lot of things, yeah, right? Sure, sure. Especially wrestling. Mm-hmm. We know uh, what problems the crew encountered in the previous show held at 500 Show. <laughs> uh, yeah, having, that was the infamous show where oh. every member of the roster, even me, we all literally lifted the ring from point A to point B. And it was an assembled ring. Thanks. And I saw them take that ring apart. I know how heavy it is. Yeah, sure. It's 
wood and metal and ropes. I mean, and it takes a village. Yeah, it, it literally took the company. Literally. literally carrying that ring. It was it was insane. So, uh, having faced that problem, I kind of expected the crew behind the show to sort of apply the Murphy's Law to this scenario. Seeing that 500 Shaw literally is very prone to, you know, problems um, and logistical nightmares such as this. Of course, this venue uh, might be cursed. <laughs> I think you guys need to sage it and have a prayer thing go down and fucking hire the Ghostbusters all at once <laughs> just to protect your product because this last show was not without its shortcomings. Right. Okay. Um, anything else you want to get into and before we yeah, get into it? All of that, all of the things that I failed to, I won't say right now, we will get into it uh, further uh, as we go down the card. Okay. So you want to start with the matches? Yes, now? start with the matches. With our first pre-show match, we Gatilio versus Brad Cruz. Okay. Um, Gatilio, or was it Dax who called out Brad Cruz or was it Gatilio who called out Brad Cruz? I think Dax speaks for Gatilio. Yeah, so... It, so that might be the thing. All oh, right, because yeah. Gatilio doesn't have a mouth. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So at least not uh, one we can see. Yeah, not a visible one. Um, props to Gatilio for making quick word of Brad Cruz to, so that his boss Dax can actually finish uh, the latest issue of Trece in co- the comfort of his own I don't know chair. Kalawat It's actually a good book. I've read it myself, so I can understand how um, captivating the book was and how he couldn't be bothered to Mm -hmm. watch his um, henchmen take care of Brad Cruz. Uh Um, Well, I will say Brad Cruz's Teron is 15 pesos. That's 5 pesos more than an SM. Yep. That is really bad. Kapal na mo ako, Brad Cruz. Ha? 15 pesos for one turon. In English mo lang, 15 pesos na. Oh, Any English caramelized banana? Ba- ca- caramelized banana spring roll. And it's 15 pesos. Kung ano saging ginamit mo dyan, Brad Cruz. Imported saging. Uh, our next pre-show match is Sam Baltazar uh, showing off his wares against Revel Ranger. Now, I will say, I've spoken to Revel Ranger a few times after his show, particularly this one. Yeah. And he was asking me how the crowd reaction was after they did their match. I had to be uh, a friend at the time and say that it was okay. There was a reaction. But as I think back to it now, I feel like the reaction, while it was there, was very, very sporadic. Okay. Like it was just bursts of cheers and jeers and counts, especially when they pulled off the Cesaro swing, the giant swing, mm-hmm. right? But all in all, I feel like this venue, the acoustics of it and the lighting and the sound all affected all the matches on the card. Um, this one is an exception to that. Um, the match itself was pretty good. Um, I feel like the greatest intangible skill the Revel Ranger has is his positive outlook. Um, his optimism, it always rubs off of the other person yeah. so that it also makes them perform as good as he's been doing. You know, So all in all, I feel like because even oh, despite the, the 
lack of a reaction, they still did. They still went out there and they still did their job, and I think that's commendable. Yeah, it's not their fault. You might, is what you're saying. Yes, they, there wasn't a reaction. Yeah, they did their job. They did their best. Okay, So what? How can? How else can you fault them? So yeah, I wasn't there at Beautiful, so I want to know: was there like a pre-show video, like right before the main card, or was it? I mean, OBB uh, and the reminders. This, despite the uh, usual uh, super P, uh, how to watch a wrestling show announcement yeah. video, um, there weren't really any videos shown. Okay, um, and uh, we'll get into that uh, down the ways. Because um, yeah, yeah. the setup of this show was very different. Yeah, it also started late. Like, um, I'm, I'm not even gonna hide that that fact. Um, it started late, and it was because the lights and sounds people got there late. Yeah. See, I was gonna, I was gonna say that uh, apart from having the whole 500 show venue, it was cut in half. This show. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also didn't have access to a proper stage, right. which meant that. The videos had to be shown on an LED projector screen. Yeah. Which I felt cheapened the product a lot. Because we were so used to having a giant screen or giant LEDs showing off um, the product. We've been so used to the Power Mac Spotlight Theater that to go back to something where you have to just show it on an LED screen, while it gives it the, the homey look, it's, it cheapens the product. It cheapens the production value. Right. Here's a, a question uh, for you, Chino, and maybe for you, then, Roan. Um, has, has it been PWR's fault that we spoiled our fans? Uh, or have we spoiled our fans to a fault that response if it's a venue that is not on the same level as Power Mac? Yeah, I think we spoiled them. I think that... Uh, but to be fair, Power Mac is a venue that the fans deserve. And I think that there was no choice to the guy, I think. Uh, there, there was no excusing the fact that, there is, that Power Mac isn't available for, for this uh, month. And there's just no hiding it. There's just no uh, excusing. The, I mean, that's really it. There's no Right. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess I can't also really, needed, yeah, Sorry, yeah. I can't really fault... Um, the fans were feeling this way yeah. as well because, mm. like Rose said, it's what they deserve. Yeah, it's, it really We've is what they gone deserve, through yeah. our share of horrible venues for a PWR. It's not like it's not like we gave them a horrible venue yes. just to give them a horrible venue. It, it really it was, is because yeah, there is no choice. It was beyond. Uh, it was circumstances beyond their control. Yeah. Um, nobody wanted this. They got what they had at the time, and they just made the best out of it. Let me, let me I ask, feel is commendable. I want to ask you this, Gina, though. Uh, would you rather that we skipped having the show instead of having it at uh, 500 show? I mean, or for the next one, if it were to you happen. You mean in hindsight? No, no, yeah, yeah, I guess. Oh. Or for the next one, if it so happens that we can't book P- a Power Mac and uh, we can't book anything else other than 500 Yeah, I, I feel uh, like it's better to double down on the next show than to settle for something like this. Fair, fair. Because it makes the product even better. It makes the fans miss it more. Okay. okay. I say I want a PWR show on Maui tayo next month. Okay. okay. And yes, you might encounter some loss, but the end result will still prove that magade product yo, it deserves the platform that it has now. That's fair. And it needs to be produ- it needs to be put on in a place that's deserving of the quality. 
Okay. I get that. I think that's a fair criticism about, um, I guess, the scheduling and the logistics of mm, everything. Yeah. Um, I guess in hindsight, then ang hirap eh, kasi the way that the stories were mapped out, it was uh, written with a September show in mind. And like, October show in mind. And an October show in mind, yeah. Na we really needed a September show para maitawid yung Renaissance stories into Homecoming. Parang layo eh, di ba? Like yeah. looking at the Homecoming card now, where we are narrative-wise is quite a ways away from where we were at Renaissance. Yeah, that's why I asked na lang, not in hindsight, but uh, for the next time, yeah, if ever we have to book, uh, if ever our only choice left is 500 Shaw. I, I guess, yeah, kung meron pang wiggle room, di ba? We can probably uh, uh, work on it in such a way that we don't need to have uh, that buffer show in a non-Power Mac venue. A, yeah. Or something that's uh, at least of equal worth. Yeah, diba? that's true. That's to true. the Power Mac spotlight. Because it's a good venue, siya, but I'm sure that there are other venues out there who can who have the same level of quality as yeah. the Power Mac spotlight. Sounds fair. Yeah. Right. All right. Okay. Let's get into the main card. The first match was my guys MSG taking on the oh, we're Kakai Bros. We're actually skipping a match here. Oh, we are. Okay. My bad. Sorry, deep no, not. Yeah, I, I, I skipped ahead. I'm Sorry. pretty sure the first main card match first was MSG card versus Kakai Bros. Was the Cap Kakai Bros taking on MSG for the PWR Tag Team Championships? We saw what happened to Mr. C K Fame. Uh siya ng panis na shopao, basically. <laughs> panis. Or poison shopao. Yes, it was contaminated. Because listen, contaminated. it was tainted by the ball sack sweat. Okay, because basically I uh, just went through. Uh, food poisoning as proof of my eye right now. So, na trigger ka ba? So, audio format to, so hindi nyo na pansin na pulay-pulay yung mata ko. Chino, yeah, Chino's eye is red for it's, some reason. It's bloodshot. We don't, we don't even know how food poisoning ties into that eye. But you know you know what? Some you old... try puking 10 times consecutively and then you get back to me after that. You know what? I still some, don't know. Some yeah. old superstitious lola or tita would probably say, yan, kakaporno mo yun eh. Manyakis ka eh. <laughs> Di ba kirat yun? That's what happened. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, you look like a tita to you. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, MSG started things off with some unsavory tactics, uh, which gave them the advantage for most of the match. However, again, with the venue, it didn't get the desired um, outcome that it deserved. Like it deserved more heat on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, it needed more of that drama to captivate the audiences more. Last 500 Shaw Show I reviewed, I remember criticizing the matches for being way too short and way too hurried. Mm-hmm. This time around, I don't feel like the wrestlers did that. They actually took their time to tell the story. And for the most part, I feel like the stories were told in as efficiently a manner as they could have in that moment. Okay. Um, however... Crowd reaction is a lot in wrestling, that's right? True, that's true. It's such an interactive art form that if people don't react to what you're doing in the ring, how else are you going to know if it's effective or not? Mm-hmm. Right? So I feel like throughout this card, and it's it's like beating a dead horse here, this will be the problem that a lot of the wrestlers encounter. It's how to elicit that that reaction, that effect from the crowd um, as the night progresses on. Here's a question for you. Um, what did you think about the promise of MSG All Belts not uh, being fulfilled? I was actually, I was actually concerned that Panzer might w- win it. No offense to Sandata or Main Max, mm-hmm. but I had a feeling that they were not going to win the belts 
this time around. The Kakai Bros have been pretty much unstoppable as tag team champions. I don't see them. They've faced such adversity from so many random teams. They faced a team from Australia and they came out on top. Right? Yeah, that's true. So, so I feel like they're a near perfect tag team right now. Uh, it, it's so hard to beat. So good luck to the Yolo Twins. We're going to try out, uh, try that out uh, for Homecoming. All right, let's get to the next match then. Uh, it's Nina versus Jay Sarah. Uh, just a random exhibition match, I guess. Mm, I'm not so sure because uh, Nina, that, that's basically her second match on the main card. And then Jay Serra, uh, she was coming off a huge win against yeah. Crystal at she, Renaissance. Yeah, and coming off that huge moonsault uh, off of Championship Spirit. momentum, yeah. And unfortunately, her momentum was stopped by uh, Nina who, with some Satina Bros um, offense on her part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt like this match had a lot riding on their friendship more than it does on their careers. Okay. Um, this was friends. You know how you have a friendly competition with your friends? Mm-hmm. You try to one-up them yeah. as part of your your rivalry. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and I feel like this was this was just an example of that. Did they tell that story particularly? Uh, that's what it right. came off to be. Mm-hmm. That's how it came off to be. That's how I read it. I read it as as one of them um, challenging the other to a game of one upsmanship. Okay. So was that a story you liked? Or yeah, and I did have I did actually have a problem with the booking of the women's division because yeah, first of all, it's just it's such a raw and young division. Mm-hmm. There aren't really there isn't really cohesion in the women's division. Everybody's still off doing their own thing. And nobody's really fighting for anything because they don't have a championship to compete for. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of the women haven't competed for the singles titles in a long time. So I feel like for this division to come together, they need to start unifying, uh going after one thing with maybe a title. Maybe something else. So you, you know, most problemo right now, not the random, ran, or the seeming randomness of it all, but the fact that there is nothing yeah, I feel to like compete this, for. Yeah, it's the fact that it's not really a division. It's okay. it's just it's just the it's just the beginnings of one. Yeah, it's just the outline of one. You know. Okay, got it, got it. So you'd rather that they have something to fight. Yes, for. it's mm-hmm. it's a unified reason, something to chase. Something to make it, uh, to establish it as a legitimate uh, division. All right. All right, next match. And we have the Punk Dolls taking on Ed Game. Um, after Ed Game jumped Martivo during the last show, um, her his returning friend, Robin, mm-hmm. with the, the, the Punk Robin, the Dark Robin, <laughs> comes back. Yeah, I, yeah. I keep forgetting what she calls herself now. I'm sorry. But she comes back with a new, angrier, Angstier attitude, and I have to say, throughout the match, it cost the Punk Dolls a lot of opportunities. It even cost them the win, essentially, mm. because Robin is such a hothead now that she just lets Endgame get to her so quickly that it allows them to execute offense on Martivo so easily. Um, I will say that at the beginning of this match, Apocalypse, who was supposed to be uh, John Evander's partner, was actually replaced by AB3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You forgot uh, to mention that. I don't know where the Apocalypse is, but if this is going to be a permanent replacement, 
that good job to AB3 because he was the workhorse of the end game. Mm-hmm. He carried the load. Genevador is a schemer. Uh, through and through, uh, so he won't really compete as much as he, people would like to see him. Uh, but uh, but AB three Apocalypse Belmonte the third really stepped up to the plate, and I really like the kahit pinabatok batuhan siya. He really put he really tested his battle against uh, Martivo and Robin. Um, unfortunately, uh, the Punk Dolls would lose the match because. Robin is a hothead now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the bigger picture of the story is how it took a while for Martivo to get up after the finish. Um, I don't know if he is injured or not. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate if he is. Um, you guys have an update on that? Is he uh, injured? I haven't heard anything, but there is no update though. Okay, Because it took a while for him to get up and people were actually... I was beside... Um, a lot of the hustlers, uh, the hecklers, row guys, mm-hmm. uh, and we all reacted to the same thing. was he injured or not? We wish him a, a speedy recovery if he is. All right. Uh, next up, you had Captain Tutan versus Jemerlin. He can't. The saga of the Naughty Boys continues with Captain Tutan coming out, uh, and basically he doesn't explain himself. Mm-hmm. He just he just goes on a tirade on how wrestling lang isip ko, which I guess makes sense, diba? I can't really blame Tutan. I'm sorry if I burped into the mic, but I can't really blame Tutan uh, for doing what he did, right? Because he's a competitor and a competitor wants to win. Mm-hmm. That's just the basis of it, diba? Okay. Um, so he blames Trian and Evan and company for all the losses that they've incurred. Um, he especially blames Camus mm-hmm. because they co- he cost them the victory from the last show. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Camus isn't here to defend himself or we would have told him to shut up by now. Um, but <laughs> I can't really blame Cap for doing what he did. Um, however, I will tell you that uh, what he did after, which was called an open challenge to anybody in the back, was actually not the smartest thing to do. Because uh, yes, you want to prove yourself as a wrestler. Yeah. But at the same time, there are people who want to he, kick your ass. Exactly. So why would you give them the opportunity? Right? Said mm-hmm. person who wants to kick his ass is actually Jemberlin, yeah, who goes out to accept Cap's challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did she perform? How how she was that? Did story? exceptionally well. She was able to execute moves I've never seen Jemberlin do in a long while. That Buddha Buddha spot for, for, for those JoJo fans out there, she pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if, according to Kamos, the JoJo. So good props to her. You know how in the WWE, a lot of the Diva Valleys borrow the moves of their male counterparts? Sure. Right? I've seen a lot of it. From Jemberlin, now how she's borrowing from uh, Trian and ECX, um, okay. and while that isn't necessarily a bad thing, I would like to see more of her own flavor in, injected into her own ring style. Okay, right. But all in all, her performance was still very, very good. Okay. Speaking of Trian, how was it like, or how is he um, being a catatonic yeah. state on a so in, we'll in a get wheelchair? to that um, about about. 
partway through the show, a few matches into the show, uh, Tria De La Torre with, her, with his new nurse, Gurley, uh, walks out, oh, sorry, rolls out in a wheelchair. Uh, and it's actually, it was actually very bizarre to see him carry on like that, like very committed to the character mm-hmm. being in such a distraught state. <laughs> so the end of this match, which would see Capitan Tutan winning, yeah, uh, via heel tactics, mm-hmm. uh, and then go on to assault Trian de la Torre, was actually very... Uh, it added flavor to the saga of the Naughty Boys. It added depth. The parang, there's an implosion in this faction that people aren't necessarily expecting. All right. And it adds, it adds a new dimension. And I want to see how this unfolds in Homecoming with Evan Carlo and... Uh, taking on Captain Tutan. Let's see if Captain Tutan can build off steam, off the steam of his momentum that he's supposedly lacked when he was a part of the Dotted Boys. Okay. Next up, you have your final match with, uh, before intermission. Kalinueva taking on PHX champion Chino Ginto. I feel like Chino underestimated Kalinueva. He had it. It's easy to underestimate Kalinueva because A, he hasn't really had a lot of matches in PWR. Um, B, this is his first title. This, this is his first title match. Yep, yep. Right? Uh, but because Chino Gindo went into this match underestimating Kalinueva, Kalinueva was able to pull off some ridiculous offense. Uh, he showed up and he did his high flying thing to the best of his abilities. I'm, I'm talking about lucha like rope uh, springboards. Yeah, rope bouncy stuff. Yes. But Grand Metallic levels, uh-huh. right? And then he did he did another 450. All of it was very beautiful. All of it was very beautiful. Unfortunately, Chino Gindo, he's been champion for so long. And now we know why. It's because he has that killer instinct. It's something Kalinueva lacks. It's something that he has yet to develop. Because he doesn't have that uh, that much experience um, in terms of PWR uh, activity. Anything remarkable happened by nung intermission? Yeah, actually, something did happen. <laughs> what? It's uh, distinct, right? Was uh, that wasn't that part of intermission? No, it wasn't. Okay, so okay, yeah, what? let's get into yeah, distinct. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, let's so talk intermi- about it. intermission happens. Um, the guys uh, come back. Um, I will say that a lot of people left after intermission. Okay. I did see... Uh, uh, oh, that explains it. I, I actually felt the absence of people in my section. Yeah. Uh, I was seated towards the back where the birch booth was. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people left, which was unfortunate. Um, again, it wasn't a reflection of the product. It was a reflection of the venue, I feel like. <laughs> how? Okay, how exactly? Because it's good the product. Eh. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, gets it. Gets more. Gets more. You know, when you get a regalo that's good, but yeah. it's wrapped in such a shitty... No, I mean, like, diba? what was it about the the venue? Was it cold? Kasi too it, cold? What, too the, dark? Yeah, The lighting was bad, okay, so okay. there was that. Um, you could see it off of pictures you find online of the show, the sound. And this this next thing we're going to talk about, I feel like it affected... Oh, it was the best example of the it, how bad it. the sound was. Distinct makes his debut. Um, if you guys don't know who Distinct is, he's a musician mm-hmm. who looks like Unique. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, uh, he is a literal synonym of Unique. Okay. Right? <laughs> 
How ironic. Right? How ironically hipster of him. No, how ironic in general kasi hindi na unique si unique. Okay. So, you distinct comes out with a guitar and a makeshift uh, mic stand in the form of Gab Smarty. Okay. Who is now his PA apparently. Mm-hmm. Gab Smarty. Yeah, uh, RTD2 is the PA ng lahat now, yeah. apparently. And he he starts singing, uh, after giving Gab Smarty a flack, he starts singing a parody version of uh, Four of Spades' Mundo. Uh-huh. Right? Now, it's essential for people to listen to lyrics when you're singing about parodies. Okay, okay. You're, you're singing parodies in general. And I feel like because the mics weren't the best quality and because the sound system didn't project it well, I couldn't hear the lyrics personally. I actually thought he was just singing the song. I thought I didn't know it was a parody. I actually heard the rhythm of the song, so I knew it was Four of Spades. Yeah, I know, I know. I, but I, the lyrics were actually different. different. Okay. I would pick up certain words so I would understand how different the lyrics were. The overall message, however, was lost on me. Diba? I could be wrong. Diba? I could have just the sound was probably so bad that I heard different words. Diba? That could be the case. Right, right. However, the point remains the, the sound, sound was bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, no, um I, I can actually speak to that because I remember this one other Shaw five hundred show where Doc Saviera came out and launched into a tirade on the mic. And you couldn't really understand anything from Dax. Now, this is not to say that Dax mumbles a lot. Um, he doesn't. It's just that um, he was talking really, really fast and screaming really, really loudly into the mic. So, he blast it. And then, hindi pa not quality ng sound system. So, that's uh, to add to Chino's point. So, it, it, when, when you're debuting a character who is very reliant on sound, like Distinct is. Yeah. Because he's a musician. Diba? That's his whole gimmick. Uh-huh. He's like Elias. Yes. Like Honky Talk Man. Yeah. Diba? Who comes out and does his thing. It's important that people understand what he's singing about. Okay. And, and I did it. So, it got lost on me. And it made me focus on the fact how... Nobody really remembers Unique anymore. So having a parody of Unique isn't really that unique. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I to, be fair, to be fair, um, when, when I saw the match card and I saw Distinct, I was like, why did pangalan And then it wasn't until the pictures came out and I was like, oh, it's a Unique parody. Yeah, right? So I don't really remember who Unique is anymore. I feel like the Four of, Four of Spades and him aren't really... In my recent memory, so recall isn't really as strong. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, if he did want to pull off a music uh, gimmick, then he, he, there are other ways to do it. No, to be fair, because uh, the guy behind this thing really is into music. Yeah, I mean, obviously he has skills. Ob- obviously he can sing. I'm not knocking his guitar, musical skills. Right? Yeah. Sk- I'm not knocking his musical skills. I'm I'm just critiquing uh, the gimmick itself. Mm-hmm. How? What is the longevity of this gimmick, right? Hey, um, I mean, Elias made it work. But he didn't really parody anybody, did he? I mean, no, no, no. Right? Yeah. So that, I, I get what Chino's saying, yeah. Okay, uh, so that's and, that's yeah. really my only criticism. And of course, this musical number was interrupted uh, by the maniac of Cell Block 9D, that Sinzik, who would tell him to keep quiet mm-hmm. uh, and shut up. And it's interesting because I've actually never heard Vlad on the mic before. Okay. It's one of the yeah. It's one of the rare. It is actually the first time I've heard him on the mic. Mm -hmm. There might be there might have been a okay a video or two of him speaking, but 
as as a, a live promo, this was the only one. He was actually very, very well mattered. I thought the maniac would be a lot more rabid than he sounded. Nobody does sound guttural and like he well, sounds he like did, a smoker. Yeah, but he asked nicely at first, which was uh, something I didn't think he was capable of. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I thought he just uh, he he just muscle bustered him right then and there. But he asked nicely twice, uh-huh. and then on the third time he. And he beat his ass up. So. so Vlad was the good guy here. Yeah, Vlad was the good guy here. You, uh, the stick was clearly the heel. Uh, and yeah. All right. Next up, you had a handicap match between Imabayashi and the Yolo Twins. And it culminated in the reunion of MTNH. Yeah, Ralph's, uh, Ralph's uh, forgiveness tour uh, concludes uh, with his uh, return uh, to the Yolo compound. Um, after he discovers in a video that, or after he lets Potch discover rather, that Rederick Mahaba was being brainwashed by the Yolo twins. Now, yeah. I found that video absolutely hilarious. I love, I loved it. Okay, I loved it. Uh, Ralph Imabayashi calls out the Yolo twins. He calls out Rederick Mahaba, who was the special ring announcer for that night. By yeah, the way. yeah. Let's not dance over that. He did an excellent job. Um, not as conyo as Poch and Rebel Ranger, but still very good. Wow. Still very good. Uh, so I like the drama that's being told. It's such um it's such a simple storyline. The storyline could have been played straightforward. Where where one guy just decides to leave the other guy for another group. Yeah, yeah. But to add a different twist to it, that to me uh that to me speaks uh of creativity behind the booking scenes, the so I really loved it. Um, the match happens. Ralph actually had to fight a battle on two fronts. He had to take on the Yolo Twins in a match, and he also had to convince Rhetoric Mahaba to come back to his side. Yeah. Unfortunately, fighting battles on two fronts doesn't really work well for people. Do you find Imabayashi to be sympathetic now? Like, yes. Is he someone you can actually get behind? Yes, especially after the end of this match. Mm-hmm. Because as we'll see, uh, as we saw, rather, during the show, uh, Rederick Mahaba snaps out of his uh, brainwashed state, asks Ralph to come back. Uh, Ralph asked him to come back, and they had this beautiful moment that caused such a pop in 500 Shaw. I said that was the loudest reaction I heard that night. When Rederick Mahaba started saying, my partner, again, it was just... Wrestlers that are on I saw them, si Jay Serra, It was such a moment for everybody involved um, in that spot. So was that, because um, you mentioned uh, the crowd was a bit uh, a bit dead. Uh, was that one of the moments in the buhay crowd? Yes, that definitely was one of the moments that allowed the crowd to refocus on the succeeding matches, which were all very, very good. They were all killer matches. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else about uh, Imabayashi and the Yolos and Redrick Mahaba? <laughs> well, Anna, let's move on. All right. Now, you're going to have to forgive Chino. Um, obviously, he's pretty, uh, pretty I am sick pretty right sick, now. Yeah. I mean, he's normally sick, but he is pretty sick. Right now, <laughs> I'm sick in other ways. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. That's it, why he said normally clear. Yeah, it's abundantly so. clear. 
Okay, next up, you had a tag team match between the OGs of Singapore in Andrew Tang and Trexus, Onslaught, and our PWOGs, JDL and Ken Warren. Okay, I've never seen Trexus uh, in real life before, but you guys you guys saw Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. You seen where Dax calls Thor a man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I call Trexus. Trexus is a man. <laughs> Trexus is a man. Yeah. Okay, that's what a man looks like. I agree. I agree. <laughs> that's what the, that is a, that's, he is a pirate angel. Yeah, that's what Trexus is. <laughs> right? He's just so so jacked. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, he's huge. I thought Andrew Tan was jacked. Uh-huh. No, uh huh. but then you see Trexus next to him, and and it's ridiculous. Um, the match itself again drew sporadic reactions, which was a shame because it was such a good match. These guys just gave it their all. They were just beating each other senseless. There was this amazing spot I caught on video where Andrew Tad stood on Trexus's shoulders. Trexus, who was easily, uh, what, 5'11", five, five, six feet, maybe? Yeah, probably, yeah. Right? That makes sense. Right? Around six feet tall, Andrew Tad stood on his shoulders and dived onto the PWOGs. Outside, yes. Outside the ring, which was insane. Yeah. I didn't even know that was possible. I thought Andrew Tad would hit the streamers. Yung pang debut na kasabit sa 500 show. I thought he would knock his head on that. Pero he did it. It was beautiful. The match was very, very good. Okay? I don't know what else to say. It was a shame that it just didn't get the pop that it needed. Really? I thought it was like the loudest, uh, the, the match in it, which uh, the crowd sustained their energy for. Yeah, I would have thought ngay. Yeah, because on, on my side, again, I don't know where Ro was seated. But well, I wouldn't know because it. I wasn't there. Huh? No, I heard it. it yeah, because yeah, I... it, it was very sporadic. All right. It was loud when it was loud, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't sustained. Okay. How about JDL and Ken Warren? Like how, they, how are they as a team in their second outing together? It, I mean, you can't really... They've been through a lot as a team, right? They... They've uh they've tried out together in Shanghai. They've faced uh, adversary uh, adversaries in the Yellow Twins. So you can see that their chemistry was starting to develop more and more. And to have them face um, international competition in um, the Singapore OGs um, onslaught was actually the right thing for them to um, to do. Uh, I. Like what JDL said the last time he was on this podcast, where he wanted to be, where he wanted the PWOGs to be the national team of the Philippines in terms of tag team wrestling. Singilas natin. They wanted to travel to different parts of the country. So in this sense, this would have been the home game. And it was very obvious from the start that the crowd had their backs. We really literally have to thank the WWE for this because they were the ones who put JDL and Ken Warren together. Literally, it was a ta- it's WWE inspired tag team. It was so good. Yeah. All right. Next up, you had Mike Madrigal taking on the returning beautiful Billy Swade. You know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. International talent. I I want to see more guys face international talent. I want to see more of our guys go abroad, get that experience, okay. get that exposure, and even if they can't afford to travel for wrestling, it's nice when you have people like the beautiful one come to town and show what they have against guys like Mike Patagal. How was Billy in his return? Billy was charismatic as ever. You you miss 
you miss his charisma. You miss how easy he pulls off moves, mm-hmm. how smooth he does everything. I I miss that about him, that smoothness, that suaveness that he carries himself with. And to go up against Mike Madrigal, who is just easily the the snarkiest wrestler out there, mm-hmm. who flash talks in your face, even when you put him in a submission hold. It was such a good contrast. Was Billy a babyface here? Because I saw the IG story of him making his entrance and he was giving everybody high fives. And I know that Mike Madrigal has been on a face turn recently. So uh, did they switch alignments here? I feel like this was a face versus face scenario. It's one of those rare occurrences because people were cheering for them on both sides. Now, again, granted, no, no sustained cheers. However, uh, I feel like both of them, at the end of the day, were faces. They both... They uh they both deserve the cheers that they got because they both worked for it. All right. Anything and else on uh, Billy this Swain match? put up one hell of a fight. Mike Madrigal was certainly up to the challenge this night. Okay. Um. How were the fans towards Billy Swade? Like, uh, were there people who were there to Filipinos, catch him for the first time? Filipinos or? were always well. Are we are always welcoming them? Right? We're always welcoming all foreigners and uh, foreign Filipino visitors. To come to town, right? so good. Uh, all the fans were, for especially those who got, oh, who've only seen Billy Swade once uh, ever or haven't seen him ever, to welcome him uh, with open arms because they, they were in for such a treat that that, and they're going to be in for an even bigger treat when Billy Swade challenges Chino Guillermo for the PHX Championship and Homecoming. All right. Uh, are, we, are we ready to talk about the main event? Let's dive right into it. Okay, Chris Panzer versus Quattro for the PWR title. This match is already good enough on paper, I feel like. They can, if you put their resumes next to each other, it's going to look very identical in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Right? They both look very good. Right? And it's a first-time meeting between the Demonio Chris Panzer and yeah. the Lightbringer. Uh, they all came out with unique entrances. Mm-hmm. It was it was such a very it had a big fight feel. Did the promo help that promo uh, package, which was released online? It helped. Uh, it helped drive the hype of the match. Unfortunately, because of technical difficulties, he didn't the pakita. Yeah, yeah, I heard about in that. In five hundred Shaw, mm-hmm. which was a shame because I would have loved to see it to have seen it again. Yep. Um, yep. However, because we pa hindi pa yeah, yeah, people yeah. just showed mm, up. Sayang, sayang. Sayang yun, But even without the promo, it still had a big fight feel. It still gave, it still made people believe that this was important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for those of you who've seen the promo, yeah, it, it helped. But for those of you who didn't, you'd still understand why this was important. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, what do you think about the match as it happened and the, the result? The match was, the ma- again, I, like I said, the match was good on its own. People were showing, uh, uh, both of these guys showed up to put on the show for the fans. It was such, it was such a powder keg of emotions between Quattro and Panzer who have been going at it back and forth again and again, social media, on the video, on promos, etc. So to see them come to hand, even in such a lackluster venue, mm-hmm. it still was it was still very good to see. Was uh, it a main event that felt like a main event? It it really did. It really okay. did feel like a main event. Uh-huh. This is what I was saying in the uh, earlier in the review when people 
uh, we're, we're just doing their thing despite having not the best venue for it. Mm-hmm. It it was the best example in this match. Uh, unfortunately, uh, bad news for everybody, the match ended in a draw. Mm-hmm. Both shoulders were pinned after a superplex. Uh, but good news for everybody, we get a triple threat and homecoming. Yeah, so it's going to be Quatro defending against both Chris Panzer and Jeff Cobb in a three-way match. What did you expect anyway? I mean, going into this match. That's, I, I actually expected it to be a clean victory for either side. Okay. Um, whether who would win, I really couldn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this, however, and this is not a knock against the refereeing, but the refereeing in this matchup was very perplexing because midway through the fight, uh, the referee in charge mm. got knocked out. Shenanigans happen. Shenanigans happen, uh, yes, yes. Shenanigans happen. He gets back up, but then for some reason, Maine Max dives right in to tell him to step out Yeah. during during the middle of the match, during a pinfall even. During a, the middle of a pinfall, Maine Max jumps in and tells the referee, hey, weren't you just knocked down? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it felt very disorganized. It wasn't very well told as to why they had to change referees. Okay. Especially since the second ref got up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't care for matches that aren't explained properly. Like it's one of the it's one of my gripes. I'm not saying spoon feed me the information. I'm saying if you're going to execute something like a draw as your finish, please make it clear. Make it make sense. Make it make sense to the audience watching. Because even the people don't get to but they need to get to the referee. All right. All right. Okay. I didn't like how it... I liked, I didn't have a problem with the ending. Okay. I just had a problem with how it got there. All right. You know that. Okay. Uh, so let's zoom out now and let's talk about the show as a whole. Um, did it do its job in setting up Homecoming and what overall grade would you give Beautiful? My, my thing with the Homecoming is while there are a lot of matches that take place within the canon, the current storyline of PWR, there, were all, there are also a lot of matches that people wouldn't necessarily expect like Ralph versus Nueva. Like yeah. the YOLO twins suddenly getting a tag team title right, right. shot uh-huh. out of nowhere. Um, these are things that... <coughs> sorry. These are things that I actually didn't expect to come out. Uh, I don't know why they're getting these matches, why we're getting these matches. Um, it wasn't explained to us in any sort of storyline. I would have loved to see the continuation of the MTNH saga with the YOLO twins. I would have loved... To see Cali uh, Nueva get another shot at the PHX Championship. Right. Or maybe Chino Quinto defend against a foreign visitor, diba? Well, technically he is against yeah, Billy Swain. Yeah, Billy Swain. Well, oh, yeah, okay, fine. That's, that's fair. But uh, to, have, so, to have a lot of jump, jumbled up matches, par, it, isn't, it doesn't make sense to be booking-wise. Okay. It's like a showcase for a showcase Okay, and it, that, is that a problem? I, I feel like it's this, it's better off for people to see continuation of continuations of storylines okay, okay. rather than just get showcases. Uh, yes, I guess it's best foot forward. But as a fan of storytelling, it doesn't really do justice. Okay, all right. So what's the overall grade for Beautiful? 
I, and again, I, this is not a knock against PWR no, yeah, or, the, or the product we get it, we get or the it. team. Hey, I, I just got to say, constructive criticism is still a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. And it is something that has always been welcome on this podcast. I'm going to give Beautiful uh, the letter it starts with, B. Okay. All a right. solid B. I was expecting a harsher grade, but yeah. Uh, okay. A solid B. Because uh, it's unfair to drag it lower because there were such uh, there were such amazing moments on the card, right? Billy uh, Billy Swade came back. Yeah, we got to see Onslaught. MT yeah. and H made its big uh, return. However, all uh, this whole card, this whole show rather, uh, was plagued with so many problems that it was just amazing how everybody just pulled together, you know, to see everything come to fruition. All right. Uh, any other thoughts that you have on the entire show or you want to get to the awards? Let's get to the awards. Let's get to the awards. My star of the night, it actually goes out to Cali Nueva. Hey, he's going to – he's never going to shut up about that. Yeah. Now. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, I remember him tweeting about how people never give him awards. So here you go, Cali Nueva. So you gave him an award Here's, just because he's in no, awards? No, he also did a good job. Despite that, he also did a good job. Well, so we're never going to hear the end of it. So oh, kudos, Cali Nueva. And uh, what was your spot of the night? The spot of the night goes to the return of MTNH. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which okay, is deserving because mm-hmm. he lost the pot. And who, uh, who was part of your match of the night? My match of the night actually has to go has to go to PWOGs oh. taking on Onslaught. That's fair. All right. So there you have it. Our review for PWR Live Beautiful. Chino Halatang strained name bosses mo, so we'll let you take a break before he close this thing out. Yeah, let's, let's just let's just do that. I don't have words anymore. It was a good show. You guys take this review however you want it. Thanks again, Chino, for reviewing PWR Live Beautiful. Of course, we gotta end the podcast with, with our picks of the week. I'm gonna start with mine. From WW Manila, it has to be Brian versus Kofi. Uh, from Las Pinas to get to fucking Araneta. It's to watch Daniel Bryan in my home country and it did not disappoint. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, it that did was, not disappoint. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty much the reason why I wanted to go then as well. Yeah. Totally yeah. worth it. Worth it yung pag squeeze in along with the Madlam people on the MRT just to watch Daniel Bryan. My dad and I loved it. So yeah. It was so good. Uh, I, I, I was hoping the whole show that they would be the ones to come out and really work. Uh, the entire night And they did And they did not disappoint Yeah, that's right They yeah. came to play um, It was also cool How we were basically The Petri dish For Brian's baby face turn Which we saw on Smackdown This week We saw we, Yeah, we saw Hits of his baby face this, uh, During the match uh, Where he, he kept Shaking Kofi's hand Yeah Kept restarting It's not like it's a new thing I mean uh, I think this was closer A lot closer to The American Dragon Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, It was pretty you know, uh, It was pretty uh, stock Brian, yeah, stock face Brian from the indie days. Yeah, nakatwa, na, kasi it got to the point that it got reported on the dirt sheets, and then it did lead to the events of SmackDown from a few hours earlier. Mm-hmm. So there, um, and then from WWE TV, I'll pick Oni Lorcan versus Leo Rush on NXT. I, I can I just say I really love this new NXT. Um, there's more time, so that means we're getting more matches, and it makes me relive yung 2013, 2014 NXT. Na parang uh, there are at least two really good TV matches, and with more time on the show, with this stacked roster, we're gonna get that a lot. Mm. 
My pick of the week also comes from NXT. It's the first match we see in this new iteration of NXT. It's the women's fatal four-way between Mia Yim, Bianca Belair, uh, who else was this? Io Shirai Candice, and Candice LeRae. Who won the match? Who ends up winning and is going to face uh, Shayna Baszler for the NXT women's uh, title. Um, I love it because it's such a great example to start off with. Like, if this is your first time watching NXT as a casual fan, this will show you that it isn't like any traditional format of WWE TV that is out there. It's different. It is raw. It is in your face. And it's just such a killer match. All right. What's your second one? My second pick coming from the live shows actually comes from uh, the, the WWE After Party hosted, <laughs> hosted okay. by the guys. Okay. Uh, and the reason I picked this is because Quattro took the whole thing. So, maapanan siya sa Quattro TV soon. Okay? It's Redrick Mahava giving love advice to AB3. He took the whole thing. He took the whole thing. So, lalabas siya sa Quattro TV soon. Okay. And apparently that advice worked. Oh yeah, I think it did. Yeah, yeah. later yeah. in the sh- mm-hmm. later in the weekend, hey. we did see something. Hey. hey, when we say never miss a show, this is what we mean, right? <laughs> this is what we mean right here. Congratulations to the Love Lord AB3, <laughs> Mister Romantically Lord. Stable AB3. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, poor Kali Nueva. <laughs> All right, Ro, what's on your All point? right, uh, my, my pick from the live show is uh, Ali versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship. Really good. Uh, uh, Ali, also one of the guys I wanted to see live as well as Nakamura. And I'm also glad that they, that they did not disappoint. Right. Uh, if you... Sayon understand you were not able to see this. Yeah, I was really hoping na maabutan ko yun, but... Thanks, Friday Night Traffic. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, next uh, is from The Destruction in Kobe, a New Japan show from last Sunday. It is the finals of the Young Lions Cup between Shooter and uh, Carl Fredericks of the LA Dojo. Shooter! So uh, the, the thing about this match is that the moveset is restricted because they're the Young Lions and they're not allowed to do a lot of the fancy stuff. So the thing, the thing about it is that they... Uh, have to rely on the fundamentals and they have to rely on doing it well. So a lot of that was that uh, the two of them put out, uh, you know, a a main roster caliber match despite the restrictions placed on them. All right, there you go. Our picks of the week. Now let's get to some upcoming events. First up, you've got Quiz Night. That is taking place uh, next week, uh, October 2 at 7 p.m. Yes, yes. It's going to be at Skinny Mike Sports Bar. So if you want to be part of Wrestling Quiz Night once again, we are bringing it back. Quizomania 3, the return of the comeback. Tickets are at 300 pesos and it's inclusive of one free drink. And up for grabs, you can win yourself silver tickets to PWR Homecoming. And you can also win some WWE action figures. Those are up for grabs. So we're going to change things up this year. Um, what's different is you can join as an individual if you think na sobrang talino mo na you can outsmart everybody all on your own you're free to do that if you want to compete as a tag team pwede rin. if you want to be a trio like the New Day pwede rin. or if you want to be like the four horsemen go right ahead so it can be uh, the, the teams can be you know, individual a pair a trio or a team of four mm-hmm. so uh, Raf Gamas has agreed to host Quizzlemania 3 
That so, is the most entertainment you can expect. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so let's see what shenanigans Camus will be putting himself up How for at the bar. How many times will people tell Camus to shut up? Uh, uh, I, I think they won't because he'll be reading out the questions. Yep. So they kind of need him to keep yapping. Yeah, I mean, post-mortem shut up. Like, uh, yes, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, you have that. Uh, you also have Homecoming, of course, which is happening on October 12. Tickets are still available on TicketToMe.net or you can order via the Facebook page, facebook.com slash phwrestlingrevo. You can email pwr.tickets at gmail.com or simply message any member of the roster. We still have discounted tickets. We've got bundles for three, for five, um, pretty much anything you need. We've got your uh, the answers to your questions. So, uh, you know your main event, TJP, JDL, the dream match. You've got the PWR championship situation already sorted out. Jeff Cobb, Chris Panzer, and Cuatro. And you've got beautiful Billy Suede challenging Chino Ginto for the PHX championship along with a stacked and loaded card from PWR. Anything else now we got to plug or promote? Uh, so that's about it, I think. Chino, anything from your end? We're all good. All right. So if you have any uh, if you have any questions or reactions or comments about the constructive criticism from Chino Liao, you can at him at Chino Supersized or at the podcast at the SGP Podcast. Wait, weren't we supposed to drop something huge at the end no, of the show? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so now we are on this new network that yeah. has uh, provided us with such uh, wonderful equipment to make us sound good. Mm-hmm. I think do we do we say it do we tell do we tell the people I yeah mean, we uh, yeah we might as well we might as well so right. by next week when the beautiful one joins us in the studio you will know uh, the podcast by a different name yes I think you already know what to call the new podcast no need for a contest because I think every bronze tickets to homecoming no man no man. Uh, no, we're not doing that. No, we're not. We're not doing that because it's a pretty obvious by now what the new name's gonna be. If you if you are an avid listener for the past uh, month or so, yep, you know what it's about to be. Yeah, so we're gonna get a new name, new logo. Probably find us on a new server, and you'll find us still on pretty much every platform that you found us on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, SoundCloud or you know a- any of the other uh, podcasters that you can find the SGP podcast. So it's been a great run um, doing this independently for the past six years, I would say. Mm. Yeah, uh, it, and and it's nice to be part of the podcast network umbrella. So thank you very much to everybody for uh, putting the faith in us, and we're looking forward to be part of the podcast network family. Special shout out to our producer Ryan Cardenas who's taking care of this, and shout out to um, everyone else who's been really supportive of the podcast pretty much since day one. Actually, we need you now more than ever. That we're here on this network, we need you a lot more. We need your support even more every week, uh, every month, every day that you listen to the podcast. Whether you are stuck in traffic, whether you need us to tide you over at work, or if uh, you need uh, yeah. something to listen to when you're taking a shit. Yeah, exactly. The way uh, I watch Balibagan. <laughs> right. Stop giving them shout outs. Uh, yeah, so you, uh, give us a download, leave us a five-star rating, subscribe to us, share us on social media, let people know that the podcast of Wrestling Wrestling exists. Yeah, those, those really go a long wow, way. Wow, how odd the nose can you get? Yeah, what? what? It's pretty much obvious. It's yeah. right there. So uh, th- those are all the ways that you can help us, really. We don't even have a Patreon. We don't give you exclusive content and all that jazz. So all, all we really ask is that you subscribe, you leave a comment, leave us a good rating, uh, you share the podcast, you download the episode, and you, you play it. Right? That's right. 
So on behalf of the team behind the SGP Podcast, our friends at Podcast Network Asia, and my co-hosts, the indisposed Raf Camus. Who, by the way, is not leaving the show just because he's not here and we're, uh, we're under a new network. Yeah, no, no, no. We're not kicking Camus out. Wow, I like how you had to bring No, no, up. because <laughs> no, people have asked me on Curious Cat uh, to get rid of Camus. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. And we cannot get rid of Camus. Not because no, we Camus are. is an integral yeah, part exactly, of the show. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We want him on the show. Yeah, we yes. need him on the show. We need somebody to shut up. So. Well, yes, there's that. Plus, sayang yung recording ni Xavier Woods. Oh, tama. When he tells Camus to shut up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and on behalf of Chin Liao, who is uh, still recovering from whatever illness he's got. And I have a thug. I have a hundred illnesses going on in my body <laughs> that and live symbiotically against each other. Wow. All right. That cost me right, to live. All right, Venom. <laughs> okay. Uh, and on behalf of Romaran, my name is Stancy saying thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next week for the rebranded podcast featuring the beautiful one, Billy Sway. Peace.